Hello. This is technically a re-upload of a podcast that we done at the very start of the year. Uh, Don't Look Up. And I really liked that one. It was great. And we tried something different. We tried recording it on Discord with OBS. And I ended up then get being sent the audio f- or the video file by Alex. And I meant to change it into an audio file and upload it here six months ago. My laziness aside, it's really fun. If you haven't heard it, well then, I hope you enjoy it. It's very fun. And um, you guys should check out the YouTube and Instagram. So, welcome back to Uncultured Swines, our long hiatus, which wasn't really a hiatus because COVID and schoolwork does not work hand in hand together. But we're back, and this is a very spur of the moment thing because right after watching Don't Look Up, I thought to myself, we need to talk about this movie. And so that's what we're here for. Myself, Alex, Joshua, and Kieran. We're going to be talking about Netflix's new uh, movie, Don't Look Up, and it is it is amazing. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, what about you guys? I never I, know. I think that it is um, a very honest film. Uh, it's it's bra- like broadly disliked at the moment, so it's like not being reviewed particularly well. Though I would find that a lot of the people, I I would find that the people who dislike it are the people who the movie is. Um... It's making fun mm-hmm. of. I said this yeah. to Jack because after it, uh, after I watched it, I talked to Jack, and um, he said, "Oh, it's got a seven point whatever." I was saying how the people who are disliking it, exactly what you said, Josh, and then I was looking on youtube the next day at reviews i ended up seeing this one uh being like a waste of two hours and it was the people who that they were making fun of you know like the conspiracy theorists that they would make fun of and i'm just like oh my yeah. god i was right mm-hmm. yeah now um... that being said there is it can be at times somewhat condescending Though I would say again, you're only really gonna find it condescending because the movie is honest about it. Where like I feel like th- this this debate nonsense that we're going through, and I appreciate the movie for it. Where it's like there is no debate on climate change. It it is uh, and, and other like problems like that. Like they are happening, and people are dying because of them, and people are still um denying that they are happening. There, there's no debate here. There's no actual reasoned like kind of discussion to have there hmm. um, yeah the, the actual movie for anyone who hasn't watched it and i feel like now spoilers just massive spoiler warning we're going to be talking about the movie because it's amazing and side note who um, the hell tunes into a podcast about a movie they haven't seen can we just talk about I mean, that for a second who does that that that, who is, the hell? that is a good point i feel like we should just have a thing where it's just spoilers on everything yeah. but either way spoiler warning gonna be talking about it now and movie so uh the general i don't know why why am i doing this why would i say a spoiler warning and then explain the movie Spoiler! They all die! There you go, Jesus. (laughs) They all die, they all die. So Jennifer Lawrence's character, Kate, ends up discovering a comet. And so this comet is heading straight towards Earth. It's very big, and it's very fast, and it will then destroy the world. 
Um, herself and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Randall, uh, end up going uh, to the White House, uh, talking to the press, trying to get people to be aware of this and get them to stop it. And they do at some point. Eventually, if they do, uh, nukes are being launched. But eventually, you have the CEO of Micro Facebook, where it's fucking, I hate him, Peter Isherwell. Mm. That ass. Uh, I My do, gosh. I Your do man like who plays scene. and plays it brilliantly. Oh, yeah, he, he does. Is amazing. He's and... like he's like Joe Biden, and he, he's, he, does, he does give off a very Joe Biden vibe, especially in the scene where he's doing the presentation, and like the, like the yeah. female engineer comes up, and uh, you just well, see him go... <laughs> You just seem to hate. I like the point it makes, though. I yeah. like the point it makes because the only person that would make an app like um, the one he he made, um, and, like that does the things he does, yeah, Bash is is someone who's fucking weird and yeah. awkward. It's the same thing. I think, like, um, ironically, it's getting across the same point as V for Vendetta, where, uh, like, in in the graphic novel, um, the main villain of that, like, the leader of like the fascist state, is actually a socially inept like creep. Yeah. And it's making the same point. We're like, really, the only people who would actually do that are fucking weirdos. Yeah, and like, um, literally, this fucking socially fucking awkward is like an understatement of how fucking like it, 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 it just that being said we need to be careful not to be ableist uh well no like i don't think he has anything wrong with him at least how it's presented it just sounds like he has like a stutter and like bad social skills that's it but um he's, he's just a caricature to make fun of people like uh jeffrey bezos or uh, elon musk yeah or basically any big tech mogul. Yeah, I, I think it is presented that he is also a fucking genius. I don't know if he directly invents most of the things, like the rockets, the mining drones. No, um, the implication is that actually he's not involved in any of the inventions. Okay. This is a very good point to the movie that I thought was like, um, this was very intelligently done, where at the start of the movie, there's a lot of explanations of the science and the equations and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when he shows up and he explains how his thing is, it sounds like a science fiction movie. Yeah. And what's very scary is people like Elon Musk do not describe science or how the stuff they develop and all these plans they have actually work. They describe a a brilliant idea for a science fiction movie. Yeah, it's like it's um, like when the Cybertruck came out and when he was doing his presentation, he wasn't saying how the Cybertruck is so strong. He's just like, ah, oh, yeah, he's Big Joe. He's gonna slam a sledgehammer against it. Hey, look at that! It yeah, didn't dent it. Very much. It's very much appealing to um, a, like, teenage boy kind of fantasy thing. And that has its place, and that place is not, like, in developing technology that people are going to use. Yeah. Um, One thing that also, what's what's particularly frightening to me, and sorry, um, just I wanted to say this, Hmm? is you watch it, and what I found was initially watching, I'm going, okay, this is an absurdist comedy. Like this is all like like for all the fact this has a point and this is um quite similar to how things like climate change are dealt with, but it's absurdist. It's not real. And then as it moved along, I started thinking, go, hang on a second, no, that's exactly what's actually happened and is happening. Hmm. Like. Not not to get too depressing or anything like that, but climate change is happening. 
literal forest fires are happening. Climate change isn't about to happen. We're not on the cusp of climate change happening. We are in the middle of it. We are in the middle of, like, everything going to shit. And fucking rich people are still insistent on on maintaining that, first of all, that, that it's all, like, uh, that, that it's not real. Um, and are quite happy to continue to poison the planet that we live on yeah. So they can make an extra profit. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. You see what I think, and this ties back to exactly where I was talking about in the movie, where they end up firing the nukes off into space to stop the comet, but then Mr. Zuckerberg over there decides there's there's minerals on this thing that we can use, that we can harvest, and turns it around. This goes to any any action that we would have would then be turned around by these big companies who just want to make a profit and stuff mm. like that but either way that takes place um tate tells the populace and riots ensue as they should yeah and one of one of the saddest scenes i think in the movie is after that kate has to sign a um no, she closure. has to sign a contract that she's not allowed to talk about any of this stuff and she has to be in isolation she yeah, has to go a, back a non, to her non parents and whatnot. yes non-disclosure agreement either way and then she ends up going back to her parents house and her parents stop her from going in saying how we don't want to talk about politics and we're on the side of the comet providing jobs and at the end of that scene as she's looking in at her parents you can see an American flag wave in the corner, just into frame, and then it cuts. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. It's it's so sad. It honestly is. Like, yeah, I think there's a you, out of, But it's played off for comedy, though. It is. Like, this I, is a comedy movie. Really, this, is, this is very reminiscent of Inside by Bo Burnham. Yeah, it's... Like, it's I, don't a, like, I think a lot of the scene. comedy. Sorry. Like, I don't, I don't see that as a saddest thing. I think the saddest thing for Jennifer Lawrence is when she has just gone from being on the talk show where she explains what's happening and she has her like outburst and she goes into the room and she's being criticized and she's being told, you cannot go on TV because you practically just told the truth. And they were told yeah. beforehand before going on. Well, no, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that because the idea of how American news, no matter what the truth is, you have to kind of sugarcoat it and you have to make a scene where you yeah. know what, everything's been okay. But what I think that's really sad is when she goes on social media later, everyone turns her into a meme. Everyone is horrible to her. Her literal boyfriend broke that phrase up with her. But when everyone starts to see that she was right, they never give her any credit for it. You know, she did, no one gives her credit. Only people that actually have credit for it is Leonardo DiCaprio's character. I think because one of is... the more interesting points yeah. in it, though, is she actually doesn't really care about credit. Like, she, she's right in the movie. Is Like, I imagine her kind of perspective on it, at least this is what I took from it, is that she doesn't want the credit. She doesn't want to be the one who, like, saved the world. She wants the world to be saved. Um, and that that's all she's interested in, because she doesn't want to die. I mean, not many people do. Um, certainly not to an asteroid, uh, or comet is in the movie. Uh, I think like that's a brilliant scene, because it really does get across. It is the problem with America, and with the West in general, just with people in general, um, 
is that, yeah, you have to sugarcoat things. The, the truth can't be told. You can't actually tell, like, say what is happening. It needs to either be some ridiculous fucking conspiracy theory where it, it, that's not true, or um, it has to be, um, or yeah, it has to be sugarcoated. It has to be delivered by a, a, a sexy person or something like that. And it's very, it's, 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 it's kind of sickening. Yeah, but guys, we got to think the general charged them for free snacks. That is true. Oh, that was actually one of the funniest running jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, whether or not it's a joke, I was trying to figure that out. There has to be something. Yeah, there. no, because the thing is, is that like, it, like the movie doesn't really pay attention, but like they, they sort of like splashed the footage of, like six fucking months and it makes it feel like it's all happening in like a week but there's like months of nothing happening or like minor things happening in between and i think it's every one of those um like compilations of shots of like nature and a baby i remember the baby and like the guy's putting trash. It's a, like after those, it's like a big time skip, and it's just like months, like actual, like half a fucking year after it happened. It, it's like a week away from the Earth fucking blowing up, and she's just like, "That motherfucker charged me for free snacks. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Huh?" I think though, again, it's 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 also a brilliant point that like again, people like it to cope with broad kind of things like that because. A comet's kind of massive and inconceivable. Um, so, like, in order to cope with it, we focus on little things. And for all the fact it's funny, I think that might have been one of the kind of one of the movie's attempts to kind of get that across. Yeah. Or, um, or and this, sorry, because like I said, this has been bugging me. I was trying to figure it out after the movie because I like little details like this. Maybe, maybe it's because. He is aware of the comet. All these people are aware of the comet and that the world is going to end, yet he still finds value in charging her for food and water. Hmm. I think the ultimate kind of perspective, say, like the thing that I imagine you're supposed to take from is it ultimately it doesn't really matter because the world is going to end. I I would accept the explanation that she gives at one point where she says, like, was it just because he wanted to, like, feel powerful or something like that? A lot of the time, people do things for yeah, that. Like, like, um, then, you just wanted to feel smart, like, hey, hey I got them. <laughs> I have their on 20. The, um, on the, all the nature shots, those are my favorite parts of the movie, because those really hit, they, they hit pretty hard, as along with the dinner scene. Because yeah. it, it's, I, I, this is, again, my interpretation, though I don't imagine it's particularly unique to say this pretty obvious. I think it's trying to show these are all the things that are going to be lost, like, the, the beauty of the world. Mm. And it is it is really sad, like, watching them, because it's like, yeah, there, there is go like, like the, in the case of the movie, I'm not talking about any real-world events and stuff, but uh, in the case of the movie, if, when the comet hits, there will be no more bees um, pollinating the flowers, there will be no more birds fluttering about, there will be no people, there will be no more babies, there will be no human beings living their lives, everything will be gone. Yeah, it does It does confuse me, because I do agree with you there, but then they had the shot of, like, the guys picking up trash, and putting it yeah, in the I think, truck. I think that's meant to an attempt to reinforce the climate change thing, that mm. it's kind of getting across, first of all, that 
that it's showing the beautiful parts of the world and then there's us um, and implying of course that we are damaging that we are destroying that yeah. which we are um and then but i also think it's uh, on one hand it's that but it's also like the the ordinary things like that the ordinary things that people do like for all the fact that we are polluting the planet it those are things that are going to go people like people will die they weren't really the things I really like thought about when watching it though. Like I think the things that really picked up for me was the way that like people reacted to everything. Um, not so much what was going to be lost. What I found really interesting was the amount of faith people put into the idea of a government, especially. Yeah. I know this. I know the film isn't based during COVID, but I just think it's like quite an interesting comparison to see how like even the Irish, um, people have relaxed, have uh, like have replied to the COVID situation in Ireland. And how so many people have gone against like our government and how that's kind of this, um interesting thing to look at at a bigger scale in the film with how there's going to be a comments going to destroy the entire world. But um, I, I think it's real interesting to see how people react to it. Yeah, I think fundamentally the movie has an anti-capitalist uh, anti-capitalist message. So it's not so much people having faith in the government specifically; it is people having faith in authority figures in general having faith in authority believing the experts will know what to do and so on and so forth um so the in the case of the government failing to stop the comet when they had the chance there is of course there is the super rich guy um the it was what was his name again peter uh, yeah. peter isherwell Peter Isherwell, yeah. Peter Isherwell takes um, uh, the Meryl Streep's character, uh, the president, out and uh, talks to her, or talk, yeah, talks to her, and and of course, like, gets her to call off the attack. So I think it's meant. Something to... about her, sorry, something about her going out though is, uh, this is a little detail. He walks out of room and says, "Madam, can I talk to you?" Or she, no, he calls her by her name. I can't remember her name. Wasn't it like Lana? No, no. What like what he does is he he goes into her and he's like, uh, hey, hey, um, hey, Madam President, can I talk to you? And she's like, oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, he goes out to her side to talk to her, and she's just sitting there and she's still celebrating with everyone else with like the headset on and stuff like that. And then he yells back into her by her first name, and she comes running out. Yeah, and it it was that. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> it, it, it's just to show that uh what is it companies have a hold on power yeah like that and it's also to show that yeah, even yeah. though yeah he's still somewhat socially like just like look at him going on stage he's like he's like it, 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 it um it, 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 it here's a picture of a uh, puppy on a rooster <laughs> or or even the thing and with then... the child like like the child is like i'm your biggest fan and then he's just completely oblivious mm. And then, like, <laughs> but then, this is the same guy that fucking, like, has the president running to talk to him, like he's, like, he's just yelling at a kid, you know, like, Jimmy, come downstairs right now, like, Madam President, get in here, and she's like, yes, sir, I'm sorry. It's... My one of my favorite parts of the movie is when after he sees the chicken, he says like so like I find the bird threatening though. Can you? <laughs> yeah, that one was good. And like but the again, the worker is just like yeah sure I'll I'll get the data analyzed on that one. Yeah, again it it's it's funny, but it's also getting across a point that like like stuff like that 
numbs it, it gives um in like like boosts of serotonin and um like other kind of social hormones and stuff and it it it, it just all it's all that it's getting rid of anything else so yeah it's 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 getting across the same amount. Also, here's um a real life thing, just just to pull real life back into it again. Well, we've been doing that all podcast, it's kind of impossible not to with this movie. But um a little detail I thought was interesting, and I could be wrong about this, but I remember reading that uh the the size someone is talking about um the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs and it's explaining its size and stuff and how destructive it was. Now to put this into perspective, this is a five to six kilometer meteorite, probably a little bigger, slamming into the earth at full force, um being yanked around by the like the pull of gravity and so on. And the force of it hitting the Gulf of Mexico, which is where the asteroid hit, was so powerful that, first of all, material from the asteroid was discovered on the exact opposite side of the planet, and it also pushed the Earth out of its own orbit slightly. Um, had it now, this what's what's really scary is the person explains and gives like a size. Had it been two or three kilometers larger, um, if like not even chances are had that uh, when the asteroid hit had it been bigger the earth would have exploded oh poggers and i believe and again i could be wrong that the exact measurement that the person writing the book gave is used for the size of the comet in the movie hmm. it's uh they they end up narrowing it down to six to nine kilometers no, uh, yeah. yeah, they do that, and then they further narrow it down after, like, a time skip to just nine. So I, th- oh, I right. think, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. I watched the movie, like, a few hours ago. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they narrowed it down to nine, but I could be wrong. But yeah, that's still pretty, that's pretty fucking, um, oh, sorry for swearing, um, that's pretty frickin' Brig. Brig? Brig. <laughs> I thought one thing that was really interesting in the film was um, throughout it, the importance that society puts on celebrities, well, how when they go um, for the interview at the very beginning, the very first interview was put on the a newscast, which is how they prioritize to have Ariana Grande's character, the musician, talk about her breakup and how she hasn't slept for numerous days, meaning three and that she's like, really struggling and how she's going to take her boyfriend back. How they take that and so much more importance, and they put the very last speaker, which is Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio talking about the comment, which the last like speaker to go on to any talk shows always the shortest amount of time. How they put that real life news so when that affects people's life, knowing that at the last segment, so then they have the least amount of time putting the celebrities first, and they can have that little engagement moment is mental to me. And I found that to be really interesting to see like, people's priorities and kind of thinking about it now. Like, no matter where you look at it, America, or what time period we're ever in, we do put an over-importance on the idea of celebrities and like what their lifestyle is and why we want to be them. Yeah, and, um, I it, find it really interesting to look at that. I think it's probably because humans tend to idolize each other generally. Because again, we are social animals. And so having a face on something kind of like makes them easier to process i think again that same point that you're talking about there jordan or sorry kieran um, damn 
It's gotten across. Don't even know my name. Fucking like screenshot that caught in 4K on recording. Leave me alone. <laughs> no. But that same point um, is gotten across with the fact that in order to heed the complaints or to, to heed the advice on the comet, they celebrityify, if you like, um, Randall, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Um, so that's like you're getting the same thing as well. Exactly what you're talking about, Kieran, where we place a lot of importance on celebrities. So we create a celebrity um, astronomer to tell us about this big scary comet. I mean, you got to admit, he A-I-L-F, the astronomer, I'd like to fuck. I mean, yeah, I would. Like, have you seen that, Jolene? Like, motherfucking goddamn. <laughs> goddamn. Listen, I'm just, I know there's a meteorite coming, but the only thing that I want <laughs> I want to hit me is him. <laughs> if you know uh, what I, I mean. Hey, yo. I think that was actually um one of, like, because it shows you a compilation of tweets and stuff about um him. And I think that was, uh, like, the gist of what one of them said, Alex, like, down to a T. Yeah, like, damn, I don't give a shit about the comment. I want him to hit me. <laughs> I was I'm but glad that With what you guys said about the celebrities, both of the celebrities that they make, you have uh, Randolph, and you also have the astronaut. Who was from a different generation? Oh yeah, him. He's my favorite. He's just like I like how he's pulling out the fucking LMG, just shooting at the fucking asteroid. <laughs> You'll never I take like me alive! Bang, bang, bang. With every joke in the movie, it's it's fucking hilarious. No, he is just a hilarious like... character. Yeah, he is really funny, but it's also getting across point like where yeah, he is America. That's how Americans react to things. Hmm. And he's like, I want a tank. Now, now this is a quote, everyone. I'm not saying this. I am not saying this. This is a character in a movie. I want to tank the all the Indians, the two kinds, the one with the elephants, and the one with the spears. You guys should work together sometime. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, why didn't you guys ever? Why didn't you guys ever team up? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> And you see, like, the reaction of, like, a black guy just, like, fucking goddamn. <laughs> or or even the next bit where he's about to go on, and the gays, and then you just have, like, mission control being like, uh, we're about to do some detaching here, you may wanna, you may wanna focus on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my point, uh, my point was, both of those, uh, they, you deify them, you turn them into celebrities, and even, uh, Teddy said that, Washington always needs to have a hero. Yeah. And with with both of them, they are both male. This goes back to the thing with uh Jennifer Lawrence's character. Mm, yeah, um there was and a being overshadowed. Yeah, when Leonardo DiCaprio's character became like famous pretty much, um there was a magazine cover shown of him and it says in the bottom left-hand corner of this magazine cover the discover like it says like his name and it's like the discoverer of the discipline the Dublinsky comet so they're giving the credit to this the, the discovery to him yeah. when it's we're, fucking we're name to, when it's named after when it's named after your actual one you know it's named after kate yeah look just because you have a female president doesn't mean that uh the patriarchy is dead exactly but um, Especially what since do you guys she... think of how 
nearing the end of the film, you have Foreman. And it's of like the song that they create. And literally, I know it's like kind of done to promote the idea of just look up to the comma, but how they turn it into a romance song, bringing it back to the idea that they are getting engaged and they're going to be married. Yeah, no, I do like that because now I sort of tuned out because I don't like modern, I don't like the fancy music. Like, I don't like modern music. Like, I'm not trying to be a fucking hipster, okay? Um, but I, I just it's not my thing, okay? If you like it, go for it. I don't like it, so I sort of tuned out. But I think I got the gist where it's like Ariana Grande is singing about looking up at the comet and all of that. Like, oh, the world's fucked. We're fucked. Fuck bash. You know? And then her, like, her either future husband or husband at this point comes out. And he just starts singing about her. And I do remember the line specifically. Now what he's trying to say is just look up! <laughs> <laughs> that song was pretty funny. It Listen was. to the fucking scientist. Listen to the fucking scientist. I actually scientist. really like that song. Like, I know it's not like... You know, we have to remember, I also, like, think Ariana Grande is the best thing that's ever come from modern pop music, mm. or pop music in general. But, like, that song I thought was quite good. It works very well for the film, but it's, like, in general. I am I am adding that to my playlist. I liked the song, because, um, like, again, one of the things that's really nice about the movie is it's refreshingly honest, as much as, like, a, like a movie made in Hollywood can be. Um, where like that that song is just going, yeah, like we're not we're not gonna pretend that there's a debate in this, like fuck off, like the, there are educated scientists and stuff who believe it. It's good to question authority. It's good to do all that, but you're not questioning authority. You're just being delusional. Yeah, like oh, what is it? Uh, and... Kate and Teddy end up. There's a montage, and Kate and Teddy end up going on to a uh, news report where it's just them, and they're talking on essentially another Fox News or whatever. And there's this guy going on about saying, "How well? How do we know this is real? Like the comet is named after you." And she's just like, "What does that have to do with anything?" Like, and then he's just like, "Answer the question. What's the question?" It's yeah. Or yeah, that something was on the discussion of like celebrities that I found to be very interesting was um, what no, it's not even on discussion of celebrities, but it's no how this is Jennifer Lawrence's first film in like years, like since um, Joy, no, since Mother. Damn. No, it was it Red Sparrow? No, Red Sparrow. Yeah, it's her first film, film since that. I think it's her worst film to come back with. I think it's what? a very good film for Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think it's a good film for her to come back with. Why not? Um, I think it is too controversial, and I also think that it is a film that doesn't show off her acting capability, and it will not bring her up front to the Oscars, which is what she needed, because her last film, though I really liked it, which was Red Sparrow, um, that film was extremely controversial. And I think so, you're playing, it, when you do that, when that is something you think is worth saying about the film, do you not think that you're falling for the exact same thing that the movie is criticizing, where it's going, we are so embedded into celebrity culture, celebrities are so worshipped that even when something like a comet is is coming to kill us, we will try to deify or 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 try put a face on talking about it. Um, and then in the case of like what what you're doing there, where 
the the thing that that you are saying here is, is talking about her career. I think it's a perfect move for her to come uh, back on. I think that she's expressing what I imagine is her opinion. I think it does show off her acting capabilities. She's a very believable character in it. She's very clearly upset and stuff. These are the only likable characters. This movie does an amazing job of making you hate everyone who isn't Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, even Leonardo DiCaprio... Yeah, because he's just his wife. Yeah, he shags the bejesus out of Kate Blanchett. And look, listen, listen. Uh, I I, I will, in the case of that movie, I I can see why people all have a thing for Kate Blanchett. But like... You what? You what? No, no, can we? No, no, no. Pause, pause button. Pause button. Go back. Go back. What did you just say? I said, now that I've seen the movie, okay, you know the way that a lot of people have a thing for Kate Blanchett, okay? So previously I haven't gotten it because what I've seen her in is, in is like when she plays Galadriel. And there, like, she, she's just kind of like, like she, she's beautiful, like the sea is beautiful, where it's like, yeah. But like I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna kiss it, you know. I hope all Maria's listening. Josh, I like how this is the exact same problem that you ran in with Timothy Chalamet, where people said, Oh yeah, Josh, you look like Timothy Chalamet. And then you're just there wondering, eh? no, 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 it wasn't you who was wondering. I think you're better off saying this story, but you know, what was it two people who you know were like, yeah. I don't see the appeal, and then they watched Dune and I was like, No, never mind, I see the appeal. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me. So I got complimented and insulted um, in, in the one statement um, in the space of a few hours. It was, it was very, it was a very interesting experience. I do want to say, Anne Maria, if you do listen to this, um, you are better looking than Kate Blanchett. You are she, my comment. You are my comment, Anne Maria. You can smack into me anytime. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to fucking explode. Anyway, moving swiftly on, his wife is like, like his wife is cool in it. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. June. Yeah, she actually knows him. What's the name of the actor? Searching up now. Um, the Leonardo DiCaprio's wife. I don't actually think she's, like, married to the real Leonardo DiCaprio. Melina Linsky? Uh, I don't know who that is. But yeah, I am... Uh, where was I? Yeah, but that was also another thing where, like, she makes the point that, like, she actually knows him. She knows every, all aspects of him, not just the sexy scientist thing and loves him regardless. And then, yeah, he returns to his family in the end. That That dinner scene... That was heartbreaking. That dinner scene is something else. I think there is one scene that is better than it, and that's when Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence originally meet um, the president and the like the son of the president, because I feel like that scene builds up so much tension and builds up so much anxiety from a scene that could have been played off for laughs, because you just feel what Leonardo DiCaprio is saying. You feel his like, urge to just scream and how they keep on getting annoyed from for a stutter and you kind of see like his anxiety is really coming through and his passion coming through and they just and keep on just you have him. jason making fun of him for it yeah i really um, i like that because again it is it is played for laughs ultimately it's meant to be a comedic thing like like jesus fucking christ like did we not just tell you the world is going to end um 
But again, it is it is like you say, Kieran. It is very tense, and then the payoff for it, where like you realize, oh my god, the people, the only people with the power to stop this are fucking useless. I I will say though, Jonah Hill does play his role very well, but I fucking hate him with a passion. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, Jonah that's exactly... Hill is amazing at playing terrible characters. Like he he's in Super Bad, and he plays like just an annoying teen. He's in uh, Megamind, and he plays Titan, who is the ultimate incel, and now he's in this. Yeah. Have you seen The Wolf of yeah. Wall Street? He's even more I annoying than that. And I love The Wolf of Wall Street. Actually, no, I love the second half of The Wolf of Wall Street. The first half doesn't really do much for me, but I love the second half. And I hey. hate Jonah Hill on it. Oh my god, I want to smack his head against a brick. <laughs> uh, casting pretty much every single oh sorry I do have something to say about Jonah Hill uh, but I'll get to that in a sec on the casting in the movie though I think like it's 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 rare because it's like a rare breed because everyone is perfectly cast in it like they all play their roles pretty much perfectly the only one I still don't think is the right film for Jennifer Lawrence to be doing right now and I know it's what like I know as you said like it's right that um is a thing we put up on celebrities, but I just feel like she should have done, done more of a blockbuster film. That's no, my opinion. I, I think it's perfect for her. I don't think she's doing it for her career. I think she's doing it because it's a movie she wants to star in. And I think that's enough. Why Why do we have to, like, why does it have to be all about her career? Can it, like, can it not be that it's a movie that they wanted to do? Why, why isn't that enough? Uh, but on, on Jonah Hill, because there was a thing it's because I particularly like her career. Like I've I've watched her since um the Hunger Games, and it's just I would like like I I particularly like her blockbuster films, and I do like this film. I just don't feel like it was the right film for her to star in. Right I now, think I this ends up going back to Ariana Grande and Scott, whatever his last name was, where we idolize these people and we want the best for them, and we follow their entire lives. Yeah, I think I think that it's it's a perfect movie for her. Her starring in a movie that might be panned or mightn't do well, I think that's not gonna like end her career. I think like she'll star in plenty of movies if she wants to. Um, but what I was gonna say about Jonah Hill is apparently he um signed up on The Wolf in Wall Street, like to he signed up to play the guy in that, um, in order to kind of avoid being typecast as like um the irritating like body character, just the annoying like comic relief. And I'm pretty sure that he's just the annoying comic relief in that movie as well. Oh honestly, like no, I've never liked Jonah Hill in a single film. Um he is very good at playing in Harrigan's Arsenal, and I cannot yeah. say any different, but I just don't like him. Yeah. I, I don't like his characters, but I will admit he just does saying. play the role very well. I'm just saying. Titan he, he from Megamind. Alright, Titan from Megamind, okay? Powerful superhero. Said. Powerful superhero. Jonah Hill, end credit scene. He survives <laughs> the nuclear... Not nuclear, well, I mean... Science, science, science. He survives the comet. He survives the fucking comet in the end credit scene. He has to be. This has to be a Megamind sequel. I'm just saying. Wait, does he survive? I, I didn't yeah, know that there was a dead credit scene. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really sad, but it's also fucking hilarious. Yeah, he falls a... out of the rubble, and he records, like, like a vlog where he's like, Oh, I'm the last man alive on Earth. Peace out, guys. Talk Remember to, to like and subscribe. 
Yeah, and then he starts calling for his mum. <laughs> really sad. But like, um, she forgets her son, and it's like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, I do like how, uh, I do like how when the president remembers she left her son at the NASA headquarters. At least, well, it's not NASA; it's Bash. But um, she left at the mission control. We don't get the chance. It immediately cuts back to the family dinner. So. I like to imagine that there's two possible realities. A reality where she considers going back, but then decides, no, there's not enough time. And then there's probably the most likely reality where she could have gone back for him, but decided not to because he's so much of a fucking twat. I think her character is completely self-centered and her only concern is and her alone, so she doesn't really care. I think that was the thing, is I found it funny that, like, they end, they're probably the last people alive, like, the last of the human race when they arrive on whatever planet it's supposed to be, um, and then they all get eaten, and you get yeah. this kind of idea of, like, good. Yeah, because I, I feel like... I, I wanted to see more of that scene. I just wanted to see all of them get murdered. Yeah, that is a Especially thing with... Like, um, yeah, I didn't need to see a naked uh, Meryl Streep. I didn't want that in my life. I never want that in my life. I never want to see it again. I did like get my brain scars. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I I do I like that is like I want to say that's like a little minor added ad- addition because a lot of these like conspiracy theories involve like oh the the fucking the big secret underground society when they're gonna blow up the, they're gonna kill Earth and then they're just gonna fuck off to a different planet. And, like, you know, with all these apocalypse scenarios, like, oh, we escape Earth, we go to another Earth-like planet, problem solved. Then you realize that all of these people are part of this race who has never survived on their own for a couple fucking hundred thousand years. Surprise, surprise, won't last when, like, surviving on an alien planet. Because as much as it is an Earth-like planet in the special little circle, area of a solar system as we saw they're still just a load of rich fucking twats they don't yeah. know survival shit like cause even one of like the characters there was like this big buff like 20 something year old black man and that guy that guy could have thrived but he didn't know any survival skills because assumedly he's also a rich twat because that's who they all were they were all the higher ups of bash and whatever I think, again, that was, you know, the point. Like, yeah. without the working class, the upper class... They're useless. ...completely die. They, yeah. they, they whittle away. They get murdered by birds. And, and it is funny yeah. how Bash predicts the fucking, the president's death. Like, that, it, it <laughs> that... is creepy. Because, like, mm-hmm. because you saw on, like, the timestamp, that's 22,000 that's 22, years later. Yeah. It predicted the future that far ahead. Now, technically, it could have just predicted, because if it's connected to every other Bash device, including the satellites monitoring the asteroids, it would have noticed, wow, this plan ain't gonna work. And then it could have predicted, oh yeah, these guys are gonna get on the rocket that I know we have, then they're gonna go, and then I'm just gonna think of a random alien name, and since the alien will be unnamed when they find it, 
they will associate that alien with the name I picked out and it makes it look like I picked it. But then we actually have to think that, oh wow, this AI is manipulating humans into thinking it's smarter than it actually is, which ironically makes it smarter than us. <laughs> Alex, I think you've gone down a rabbit hole considering that Peter said that, uh, what is it, the algorithm predicted Randall's death, that he would die alone. So look at that. Mm. He didn't. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I think that was one of the most beautiful, beautiful parts of the movie is that it, it was it was actually um the the thing the device was wrong about him. I was like, oh, that's actually nice. At least someone gets to be happy. Yeah, exactly. I like how uh, Randall's kids are all grown up. So when it comes to the point where he does end up cheating on his wife, his parent like his his kids won't have the opinion that his wife does, it will be their own decision on how they view him. And I know that their opinion might be altered because the last time they see him is the last couple of hours before the Earth combusts. And that's why his wife kind of forgives him and is supposed to be like, I would love you for this song. Let's make these last couple of moments be like that first part. That like, and she also cheated on that. him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's like, and she's like, she's she's like, eh, you know, I can't really get that mad at you. Like, the world's going to end, and I cheated on you, and I never told you about it. But, you know, we're married, <laughs> we have kids, let's that just move on. That was another great part. It's like, yeah, I cheated on you in college, but... Yeah. And, like, you see for a second, Leonardo DiCaprio's like, uh, eh, whatever. And just hugs his wife. <laughs> yeah, the, the world's ending, there's, there's no time to... Yeah, and, you know, like, I cheated on her, she cheated on me, whatever. Whatevs. Well, and I like the, I like the way at the very end of it, you see a compilation of what people are doing. Some people are running, some people are hiding. Meryl Streep's fucking flying off to a different planet. Mm -hmm. And then there's just some people having sex, but it isn't done in a way to glamorize it or make it sexy. It's actually done through passion. It yeah, is it's... done through this last time. We'll be this close. Let's make a special. Yeah, it isn't there's... just let's have a sex scene for boobs. It's let's have a sex scene just so true lust. Well, and it's not really a scene. It's like a tiny montage, and the it's like it's just yeah. like a second long montage. But like there, yeah, there is two um, bits of sex in that ending montage. There's the the really nice shot that I really like, and it's like this rooftop nightclub all doused in red lights. And literally everyone there is butt-ass naked or in the middle of intercourse. And then, like, it's shot from bird's eye view. And then on the street down right below it, there's a load of people looting and rioting and killing each other. And, like, it's just uh. to write those. Because obviously, yeah, world's about to end. Play GTA IRL for a few minutes, you know? Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, We're all going to die anyways. Everything they can. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, it, like, you know, like, Literally, it won't matter. Everyone's going to be dead. Kill as many people as you want. And obviously, the other people up there, like, they're just probably, they're probably, probably just fucking whatever moves up there, you know? Last, last few hours ish. And then, like, you have that, which is perfectly valid, you know, world's gonna end, fuck you want. And then you also have the romantic side of sex, not just pleasure, which, I mean, it's nice. They're both involved. Yeah, they're both involved, and but and obviously it attracts two different people. And you know, violence is cool. 
Well, once you sleep with two former presidents, sex becomes meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, like that, that was a that was a good contrast with them saying their lives, and you just see the big divide between um, what is it, Bree and Randall. Yeah. But that that's a whole uh, other thing. I I want to talk about this real quick. Um, the actual story itself and those last few moments reminded me a lot of the story that I wanted to write or was writing, and oh, I'm yeah. just saying it now. Uh, Adam Adam McKee. He he done it far better than I could ever. Hmm. You know, he actually finished it for one. He managed to direct it and get an all-star cast, which is just just props to him. But either way, you uh, know, uh, you could have got me for your film, and that would have been an all-star cast. No, I I think I would have gotten Josh because I based the main character off of um what's his name off Nathan from Misfits and. Uh, Josh just, I think Josh would be able to pull off, um, what is it, Robert Ehan? You mean the Josh, like, right here? Yes, this Josh. Why are you talking about him in the third person, then? He's here. I say yeah. Josh. I wouldn't say you. No, you're like, oh yeah, I would get Josh. And you're saying it like Josh isn't right here. You know, you could say, oh, I would get you, Josh. I would get this, Josh. You know, something like that. Like, this is common. You're you're talking about writing a story, and you're okay, making grammatical I, errors. I would, I would get Joshua, Joshua B. Johnson. I would get Joshua B. Johnson. His second name isn't Johnson. You don't even know your own friend. Dumbass. My name has been saved from me. Do you not know Joshua B. Johnson, Jack's, no. uh, Jack's character for KOTOR? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or was it... No, it wasn't Dara. That was Dara Obama. I'm gonna fucking... There's a fly on my screen, and I'm gonna fucking kill it. Ah, uh, beautiful. Get out. Fuck you. Stop dodging. Um, he's matrixing... He's matrixing... He's matrixing my hand. Um... <laughs> Yeah, movie, movie, good. I I like the end credits. I like the um not end credits, the ending. Scene. I can't I can't believe I didn't watch that. I'm gonna have to go back and have a look at that. Yeah, I like the ending scene of uh, the dinner table. I um I wish they cut it right before the impact actually hit them. I feel like seeing everyone's slow motion face as they all die was a bit unnecessary because like yeah it's so slow that they can't emote in the last seconds of their life and i feel like everyone at the table still just talking and trying to act normal while like like touching like grabbing like um leonardo dicaprio like grabbing his son's neck in in the loving kind of way i know it's very hard to imagine if you do not have a good like a parental father figure, um, but yeah, like you know, grabbing the back of their neck in a loving way, and then like holding his wife's hand while their hands are shaking together, I feel like that gives off. Uh, it it shows the audience a lot better how somebody would react to this while trying to be as normal as possible instead of just like. Oh, I'm having my coffee, man! I sure do love pumpkin pie. A poom. And then, whoa, 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 I'm dying, what? Yeah, I think it should have, like, it should have had maybe, because I do agree with you, the slow motion shot, 
like in fairness to them, it's difficult to kind of conceive of like what else they could have put in there. Because if it had ended on him saying, um, it, we really did have it all, then it might have been a bit like. Well, iffy. no, no, because they um, they do after the slow motion. It just has like a rush of like fire uh, yeah. on the screen, maybe, maybe, and then yeah, it cuts. Yeah, it could have cut immediately to that, or maybe they could have cut to one last kind of compilation of the beautiful things of the world, and then immediately cut to fire. And you could even have like, a direct contrast, that it goes from a wide variety of things that are beautiful to fire and and everything being destroyed. Yeah. Or, or even, because uh, they have people seated, so Teddy is at one end of the table, and I think um, one of the sons is at the other end of the table. But if they even wanted to swap that around a bit, so you had Kate at one end, and then uh, Randall at the other, and then they kind of have a stare at each other, and then that scene where the walls cave in and Teddy's looking at the camera just replaced that with Kate. No, it was, um, Kate was sitting, sitting across from Leonardo DiCaprio, and, um, yeah. June, uh, the wife, was sitting across from Teddy. Um, oh, June was sitting across from Teddy, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, at the head of the table was June, and then to her left it was Randall, and then to her right Kate was there, Kate's boyfriend. But either way, you, you, get, you get the idea. That, yeah, you like, get the idea. two mains are staring at one another, and then it ends with Kate staring at the camera with the walls caving in, and then the fire. Yeah. Look, Adam McKee, just, just hire us right now. Just do it. Yeah, you know, just get another asteroid. We'll direct it better this time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Re-release it. Just, just take, just take it down. Already, take it down. I'm Catholic. calling Netflix. I'm taking down the movie. We're doing it again. We're doing it again. Second cut. <laughs> the, the Please don't. Like I, I have it on my playlist. Um, Ode to Science. I, I will say though, I cannot wait for the YouTube poop where they replace the the comment with a picture of the rock's face going. You know. <laughs> Actually, it's wait, hold on. Actually, yeah, going, um, like... Wait, which one is the ah. right one? Going, like... <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah, actually, instead of a slow motion shot, it cuts to all of their faces rapidly, and that sound effect plays each time. You know, it just, it's just like, you have this big emotional scene that just... <laughs> Actually, I think even better. Um, we we deep fake the rock space onto all of them. <laughs> this seems doable. Me, me when the comet hits. Uh, the joys of a. You know, actually, era. I don't know if these sound effects are being picked up by OBS. Can can we all be quiet for a second? All right, yeah, it is being picked up. Thank God. <laughs> I thought it would be weird if they couldn't hear the fucking sound effects, and it would just be us sitting in silence for a few seconds each time. <laughs> like, well, like, what, what are they laughing like at? Ask, it's just quiet. I would like to ask Netflix to not re-release this film at any point, because it is too long to watch again. It's only two hours. Watch Lord of the Rings, Kieran. <laughs> Yeah, watch Lord of the Rings. Movie, like. I I've I've only watched that movie twice, then watch Lord of the Rings. I have watched Lord of the Rings. I've seen all three when I was quite young. I must have been around under the age of six because I do not remember one of them. But they are three hours long, and I just don't see myself sitting through a three-hour long film many times now. So no, thank you. 
Look, we can confirm that Kieran has the attention span of a goldfish. You know, I actually have watched three-hour films, and I do enjoy them. Here's my thing. I have to find a good one. And I think this film is too long for its own good. So, See, but I, I think, think the length of it... The length of it is necessary, though, in order to develop the characters properly and stuff like that. And I pre because I feel if it would be too short, it would have had the problem that I find a lot of movies do, where when it's getting to what feels like the midpoint, where it's going to start building up to the final act, like the final battle or whatever, the final battle just suddenly happens and the movie ends. And I feel like a lot of movies do that. And it was nice to have a movie where, like, when it was coming up to the end, it felt like a conclusion. So I wasn't left feeling like, could they not have done more or anything like that? Like, what I would say is, it is, it is I would like, I like its length, but I would agree if it was any longer than that, then it, I think it would have, like, felt a bit too stretched. Yeah. Something, something fun is it has a two-act structure, um, where what you would think would be a climax of the movie where the nukes are launched off into space, the comet is about to be destroyed, and everyone lives happily ever after. No, that's the halfway point. And then you get the reveal that they're turning around, and then the actual movie begins. Hmm. You know, just saying, it is kind of weird that, like, a few days before I watched this movie, I watched that other movie about a comet gonna hit the Earth, and then a team of astronauts got sent up to it. To blow it up with nuclear devices. Oh, that one. Um, fuck. What's the name of it? Say it, please. I don't know. It was. It's literally a parody of it. It's to show how humanity joins together to fight this. But now in modern day, no. It's, yeah. Oh fuck. What's because the back movie? then it was like a team of men, women, you know, like Americans, Russians. Well, I mean, there was, like, one Russian guy, but, like, still. And then I think a few Europeans. Um, and was the guy that made, like, the the noose song, or the swear word song, a part of that one? Or that, or it was, like, a look-alike. Armageddon. Of it's Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah, that's the one. Armageddon. I like that. I like that Remember correctly, that movie isn't very good. Well, yeah, that, that, that's because right. it was, like, a stereotypical, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save my country, and I love my wife movie. And I know that's not your kind of thing, but you know, I cried. I admit, I cried at Armageddon. Fight me. Fuck you. Yeah, because you fucking, you're a little bitch. <laughs> you know, you yeah, keep, insult keep insulting me. the man me. in the rocket ship was about to die. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. If he can't, nah, because... Hard-working white people and you're just there like... No, hero. okay. Come on. When he's going about here making, making fucking racist comments and he was about to make homophobic comments, I ain't gonna cry. But, like, the guys in Armageddon... I'm gonna, I'm gonna salute. I'm gonna go... <laughs> okay, no, I didn't do that. Thank you very much. Our pro-LGBT king. Man, I'm just saying, the fucking, the end of Armageddon, the guy fucking, like, pushes his fucking son-in-law, like, back onto the ship, and forces him to stay in by cutting his oxygen supply with the fucking knife. He tears off his patch, gives it to his son-in-law, and he just tells him, fuck off, marry my daughter, you have my blessing, bitch. And then he just blows up the asteroid, and, and then he's like, he makes a speech to his daughter, and he's like, baby, I love you. And it's not like some patriotic shit. He's just like he's talking to his daughter and he's saying how much he loves her and how yeah you know, how much he's gonna miss her and shit. And she's she's just fucking crying. 
And I'm like, God damn. I'm like, God damn. Like, what if that was like, what if that was me talking to my kid? And I'd never be able to, I wouldn't even get like, get to say goodbye or shit. You know, I'd just die. You know, that'd be sad. Armageddon and Don't Look Up have such contrast because of when they were made. And it shows how cynical the world has become, or at least perception of the world. Like, even the name of the movie, Don't Look Up. The writer decided to go with the slogan that, you know, uh, female Donald Trump decided to make. Don't look up. It's, mm. it's literally lies. It's propaganda. And the name of the movie. And it's such an interesting idea. Mm. Do you think that eventually... We'll get to the point where, much like the people in um, in the movie, they, they do end up looking up. They do end up seeing that there is a problem, and people do come together. Or do you think that, much like in the movie, it'll be too late? I think we'll I get... We've seen it a couple of times. I don't know. don't think about every single situation in the world, but I think I've seen it with a few. Mm. Sorry, Kieran, um, but what did you say? I said, I think you're never going to be able to get everyone to come together because even at the end of that film, not everyone comes together. Yeah. But I feel like we've seen enough throughout the time that we have been on the world. So for me, that's been four to 2021, almost 2022. And I have seen people come together, but still see the violence that comes from like the attempt of creating peace. So I don't feel like it's simple yes or no answer. Mm, I, I, I feel, feel like there like... will be more and more progression, but progression does not mean that you're going to take off every single... I think that we will get to... I think we're coming to the point where it's getting increasingly hard to actually deny climate change. It's getting, like, far as... Well, I think Bash has finally found Josh's account and has now silenced him. Well, if we all go missing, you know who to blame. Yeah, yeah, climate change. I was just thinking, did my internet go or was it Josh? It was him. Sorry? You cut Uh, out. There you go, you're back. You cut out, like, repeat, like, the whole thing. Oh, I think Discord is being an asshole because Kieran was cutting out a lot when he was talking as well. No, he wasn't. Um, That's just you. Oh, okay. Well, either way, internet connection be internet connection. Um, but I think we'll get to a point where, like, we're we're getting close to a point where, um, where where you will like where like it, it's getting increasingly harder to deny climate change as a thing that's happening. And I think, see, because because I mean, I I you, you have to have faith on some point that we will do something to stop it, that the action will be taken. Because, I mean, if, if you don't, if you believe that we're fucked and the world's going to end, you're, you're, I don't imagine you're going to be a very happy person. Um, but uh, I would say, though, we are probably at a point where it is too late to minimize the damage that's been done. Like, people are going to die. A lot of animals are going to go extinct no matter what we do. I think the point to prevent that entirely is long past. Um, but we can, like, I think we we still we 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 still have a chance to help the Earth recover and to stop uh, um, how we are behaving. Mm. Yeah, like to relate it back to the movie, I feel like right now, 
we're at sort of the midpoint of climate change. We're like, at the start of the movie, nobody fucking believed these two fucking random people that just came out of nowhere and said we're all gonna die. And like, yeah, they had a few pictures, but like, eh, who cares? The president said no. And then at the midpoint, like, more and more people started believing them as they got famous, and Kate made the speech at the bar. And the point is, is that at the bar, people started believing her at the bar because... She's not on the news. She's not on the internet. She is sitting in my local bar, and she's telling me this. Fuck. Yeah. Much the same like Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Yeah, like Greta Thunberg. She, like, as much as I genuinely just don't like her attitude, I feel like we wouldn't get along. Um, She was right. She was right in, every, in pretty much everything she, she said. She is right. Yeah, she is right. Like... I I like the fact that I get. See, I think she should have. Uh, like like she she is only like um one person, so she mm. can only do so much. She can only spread awareness. Um, but I I think that I like the fact that she did went go hard on them and didn't just sugarcoat it or try yeah. going. You know, we need to play with you. She said like, nah. Yeah, fuck it's being honest, people. like the movie. You know, we're we're, we're yeah. being honest here. And uh, uh, movies like that and people like Greta Thunberg popping up, I think that is generally a good thing. That yeah, we are getting sick of it. We are getting sick of our future being passed over so that um some useless fucking prat who isn't worth the breath they breathe. Um, can can get even more rich. Mm. Yeah, but like we're like Greta Thunberg, like you know, she was there, she got famous for a while, and then people were like, "Meh, heard it," because there's nothing Greta Thunberg can do except say the same stuff over and over again. You know, the world's fucking we're like we're dying, bro. We're killing it, yeah. and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, the world's dying. We're killing it. Let's change that." Wait, what do you what do you mean? I have to stop drinking Starbucks. What do you mean that they're not they're not good? Wait, uh, oh no, oh no, actually, ooh, ooh, maybe maybe like the polar bears don't do anything for us, you know? Like we we can lose a few, yeah, you know? We like but, uh, yeah, uh, flooding, flooding. Oh yeah, the beach comes I'm, to I'm me. Talking all the time is is can can only do so much, and at some point, action is going to have to be taken. Yeah, like. Like we we like I think I think I've, I've there's enough people like who have given rousing speeches about it. Like it's time again, yeah, it's time we took some actual action. Yeah. And COVID now is acting as a guys. We need to put stuff on pause, but there's only so long that we can put climate change on pause. Yeah. yeah. I hope. Now, that- even the movie, like you can say that the movie is about climate change, but it's you could also say it's about. COVID. It can just be about um, any world actually, travesty. I did want to say that, like, when I was reading out, or, well, I was having the reviews read to me, and pretty much everyone in those reviews, uh, the negative reviews at least, were saying it relates to COVID. Now, I don't really agree with that, since the big point of the movie is that, well, at least the main, like, the main antagonist, you can hear the quotes, is Peter, the head of Bash. And he stopped. He stopped. Like, if Peter wasn't a character, the movie would have ended. Because the nukes would have deflected it, hopefully. And perfect. There you go. Comet avoided. Movie over. Everyone lives. But because he stopped that for profit, he he stopped saving humanity for profit. 
and solely for profit, everyone died. We stopped, like, the big rich companies wanted to get richer, so they stopped, and well, to be fair, they never started, but they're not helping climate change. They are just continuing to mine oil, to just dig up our fucking planet, burn down the trees to plant more farmland for more profit. Just profit, profit, profit. That's what they're doing. I don't know how companies are profiting off COVID, except for mask companies. Those motherfuckers must be loaded. Like, goddamn. Well, companies would likely be profiting off COVID because with the dividing people and keeping them in their homes, well, that, that is necessary because, of course, you don't want to spread the virus. Yeah, but... Um, um... It does divide people and would prevent um, organization amongst them. So, for example, yeah, what, I, what yeah. I really meant was like the companies are directly not doing something, or in the case of the movie, doing something to enhance or further the problem for the sake of their own good. Um, yeah, well, they're, they're continuing to um, worsen um, climate change. I think in the yeah, case that's, of the that's what I mean. that are talking about COVID, I think um, co- like that, that, first of all, COVID is pretty big, but I also think that, that that would be interesting to me, again, with the point that it is largely from people that the movie is criticizing, that that kind of issue is coming from. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Would... A lot of people are comparing Randall to Fauci in that scenario. Randall? Randall. I don't know that. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, right, him, yeah. Yes. I just call him Leonardo but DiCaprio. Fauci, so. I just call him Ave. Um, <laughs> yeah, we want to wrap this up, um, or is there anything else we need to say? Josh, we just barely hit the hour mark. Oh. I, I, like... I actually can't think of anything else to say. Oh, the only I've other thing one... that I can really say is the the cast. But I feel like that is insignificant in comparison to everything else that we've kind of talked about. Well, the cast, yeah, the cast is pretty much perfect for I think. That, that's all I yeah. would have to say. I feel like everyone did their job and did the roles perfectly. I, I just, they're amazing actors. I was just so confused on why you'd get such big names. And then I figured, well, this is important to Adam McKee. So I guess getting big celebrities draws in a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and like Josh, what like what Josh said is that it's not necessarily because they wanted the money. You know, maybe, no, maybe unless they release a statement, we're just presuming. But maybe they just wanted to help spread the message, so they put their names down yeah. and they got hired. I mean, I think it's no coincidence that most of the actors who are in the movie are generally liberal. None of them are yeah. cool bait socialists like us. Um, mm. But you know. We we win some, you lose some. Hmm. But, 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 um, <laughs> I do have a question. Um, one for the audience too. Does Anchor have comments? I've never. Um, I never actually used Anchor. along myself. the lines. Okay, yeah. Well, the, for the Spotify and people, and hopefully the YouTube, I've been trying to convince the man upstairs, aka Ty Killer, the guy you've been talking, who's been listening in. Uh, the the guy, the guy. The one, I. yep, him, him, yep, him, or them, shit, sorry, I'm gonna kill myself, um, them, sorry, um, I'll be trying to convince them, um, to upload these recordings on the YouTube, but no, 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 we don't, for some reason, I'm sorry, YouTube viewers, if you are 
inconvenienced by having to I'll go to a different platform. It, okay. It's you don't even you have to edit them. You just click. You just take the file, put a PNG over it, and upload. That's it. It's not hard. You know what? Just the sit. The reason why I didn't do it. The reason why I didn't do it before was because I had bad internet, but now I have good internet. You know what? No, so just send them to me. I'll do them. I'll do it today. Yeah. I'll do either it way, either way. The, but, 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 have... uh, yeah, I have a question. Yeah, I have what, a question. what did you want to say? Yeah, okay. Question for us four here and the audience in whatever comment section you're using. Let's insert ourselves to the scenario in the last few hours-ish before the comment hits. What would you uh... do? Wank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's cut it there. Okay, cut, cut, time out. <laughs> let's go to commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, Kieran, what would you do? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I would really like to go off to a beach in a tropical on a tropical country with my. Let's say it's in ten years' time. I'm married. I go off to a tropical country. Don't have kids yet. Drink tons of cocktails. Go off to karaoke and just have tons of sex. Honestly, I can't really think of anything else I want to do. Amen. Honorable goal. Amen to that. You know what? I think I've just described what I want my life to be anyway, living in a different country, all that kind of stuff. So just keep you on know, doing that. Scenic, you know, view, scenic views, liquor, and sex. I stand by that. I salute you. Amen. Wait, well, you know what? Like, it isn't always bad to be, like, you know, adventurous, so, you know, hmm. have to try new things. If, if I'm to give a serious answer, if the world was going to end, I, I would I would probably, like, the same kind of sentiment, I would try to do all the things I'd want to do. I'd, like, go and see the, as many people as I can, say goodbye, stuff like that, see Al Maria, uncles, aunties, and probably end it with, like, mum, dad, Ashley and Jill, my, my family, because, um, you know, like, it would be, I guess it would be fitting. Hmm. It's, it's a bit of a weird thing to think about because, like, you know, like, like there there isn't an asteroid coming to kill us all. Yeah, but that's, that's I real. guess, I, I guess before I answer, um, unless Tig, you want to go first, but um, before either of us answer, that's the, that's the that's the real beauty of having an instant, uh, an infinite, and constantly growing universe. It could happen. Yeah, happened. It, it happened once before. That's where the dinosaurs aren't here. Happened once before. Could happen again. You never know. Could be in our lifetime. Who knows? Could scary happen. Thought. Yeah, scary yeah, thought. Time. Scary thought. But you know what else is a scary thought? Um, what Tig would do. There you go. <laughs> scary thought. Shitting yourself. <laughs> Shitting yourself is a scary thought. Imagine you're on know. national TV and you you feel a fart coming and you let it out, but oh no. It's last night's dinner! Woo! I don't know which is worse, the soundboard or the burps. Oh. Uh, Tig, what would you do? Yeah, Tig, what would you do? I would... I would say goodbye to everyone. I'd... I'd give them something. Whether it's art, or music, or a little speech, or something. Just a, a little trinket, if anything. And after I've said my goodbyes to everyone, I would go... Josh, you, you've been here before. There's a little woods, uh, a little walk away from my house. And I just like to go there. And I just like to stay there. 
because it's a nice quiet place and I would be happy after saying everything just spending the rest of my time there yeah that's beautiful Sounds nice. yeah that's good all right mr baker your turn uh i i feel like if we're talking about inserting ourselves like right now like yes kieran skip 10 years into the future um that's totally fair of course but at least for right now if like if i if i could look out my window to the right of me right now and see a comet coming in to kill us in about a few hours i would immediately break into my mom or dad's car probably my dad's it's richer um i would go down to ren after having a nice little joyride all the way down to Ren's house, um, fuck yeah, GTA moment. Hopefully I don't crash. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But I'd make my way down to Ren, and um, I'd spend my last few hours with Ren. Doing, you know, just yeah, talking, making out, sex. Because, of course, you know, the world's ending. Ah, yes. The holy trinity. <laughs> you know, talking, making out, sex. The three things a man can't live without. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just, I'd spend my time with them doing that. Yep. Oh. Well, actually, on my way like, down, uh... on my way down, because I know, like, in between my house and the rest of town where everyone else lives, uh, there's a gun store. I'd go, go in there and I'd be like, uh, hey, Vladimir, the guy's name is actually Vladimir. I checked their Facebook. I'm not being <laughs> no racist. Way. I'm not being racist. His name is actually Vladimir. Um, I'd go down and I'd be like, hey, let me shoot some guns before I die. And if he says no, I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd leave respectively. Oh, he probably took all the guns with him. Where? We're all gonna die. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, he, he, he's the astronaut who's shooting the LMG at the asteroid. I would find out where where our principal lives. Oh, no, 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 no. I would find out. Jo Josh, where, um, ca careful. We can't make hate speeches <laughs> on public domain. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. I would find out where our politics and society teacher lives, Ty, and then I would break into his house and whisper um, uh, a song to him while softly stroking his head, setting up the detonator that blows up the planet. Alright, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode I'm of Uncultured Swine. politics ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. <laughs> you know, I mean, you remember to like, subscribe, and leave your comments of what you would do if an asteroid was going to kill us. If any of you say, like, if any of you say anything other than listen to our favorite podcast, The Uncultured Swines, specifically the episodes with Alex in them, because he's the best. I will find out where you live. I'm joking for legal reasons. Yeah, if you if you don't like listen, every single thought you have has to be about um about fucking this this podcast, or I will do um what I threaten to do to my politics and society teacher and tag. Anyway, that is it. We will thanks record. Thanks everyone. It. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>